0: Hey, you're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend, Gareth Reynolds,
1: who has no idea what the topic is going to be about.
0: Now, why don't you know? Or why
1: you're yelling. Because that's just part of the ruse. That's how it, that's how it played out. You don't tell me anything. I don't know anything. We go in, lock and locked and loaded. Is that
0: really what like, it is? And then, or do you work off a page of notes with with, joke, <laughs> with jokes with jokes all over them? I
1: get, I get one page. Mm-hmm. I get you. You give me the script, mm-hmm. and then I, I write a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and now everyone should realize how much funnier it should be because it's fully scripted.
0: That's right. Uh, Not only does Gareth write it, but we sent it to uh, Jay Leno's old writers... His whole yeah. staff takes a we crack. Rehe- and we rehearse. We yes. rehearse.
1: What we do is when we, we get the pages, and then you and I take about a week each script. Yeah. We treat it like a TV show. We rehearse it. We find the rhythms. Yes. We find the jokes. We find the spots for me. And sometimes we go, is this too good? And we go, it is. People aren't going to think it's made up, and we've cut some jokes. Yeah. We do a, we do a realism pass.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know, all the work that goes into it makes it appear fresh. It makes it Mm -hmm. appear exciting. We are basically we are running a scam.
1: The work that it takes to make it seem fresh after the amount of rehearsals.
0: Because we by the time we get to air, we've we've done maybe forty five rehearsals.
1: And it's not funny to us anymore. That's when it's for you guys. We've done our work, we've worked on it. We don't we're it's dead to us. We just hope you guys like
0: it. It's dead to us. We are at this point sad, we're angry, we're confused. Yeah. We're just in a state. Of despair. Yep.
1: I don't even. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Exactly.
0: And it's been like this the whole time. Never anything but from the very beginning.
1: Yep. I feel like we, which was made the, which made the first episode, the Cliven Bundy one, such a, a we, our in was we wrote that one very interesting, the pilot. That's right. As I like the to pilot. Call it. We wrote the pilot very interestingly. We did. You know, because I knew some of the stuff, uh, but then when we got picked up to series, we said, let's just keep me fully in the dark.
0: That's right. That's right, and again, we want to thank ABC uh, for picking us up and for always, ABC family. Yeah, uh, ABC family ABC for family. always being there for us. You guys are just a...
1: always being there. Our rocks. Yeah, they are rocks. <laughs> completely. Yeah, completely. We
0: call them ABC fam. <laughs> That's what we call. Them.
1: You know what, Dave? Cut this out. I don't think I want to tell people this part yet.
0: Cut it out. Okay, if I remember and called it, quote, his jam patch. jam patch! I'm the fucking hippo guy! It's Dave okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> my name's Gary. Wait, is
1: it for fun? And this is
0: not going to become the Tickly Podcast. Okay.
1: This is like Adam. And a five-part coefficient. My on, Now hit him with the puppy. You both present
0: sick arguments.
1: <laughs> no sleep-tell no hippo! No sleep-tell no hippo!
0: H- action part. Hi, Gary. No. <laughs> I sleep done, my friend. No. No! <laughs> We have an upcoming live show. It is on November 19th at 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, We're going to do another one. People really enjoyed the last one. Um, Some people said it was the Mm -hmm. greatest thing that ever happened to them. One woman said, uh, this is better than the birth of my children. Every single Mm -hmm. one. And she's right. She's right. She's very right. Uh, She had a litter. It was a dog. She had a dog litter. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Um, Yeah, so we're going to do another one. So come... uh, Come check it out. Uh, we have the link up on the Dollop Tour to page, so you can uh, buy. It's looped.com, so you can go there and, and sign up. Um, yep. Yeah. It's all good.
1: And we should also mention that there uh, is a meet-and-greet thing, but uh, if you do the meet-and-greet thing, it's very quick. So if you're like, this is going to be my time to pitch the screenplay to the fellas, uh that's not a good time. We'll do that at a live show. <laughs> These because we have to do them one on one, and there's a lot. They just go very quick. So just so you know, if you're like, yeah, I think they're like they're like a ninety seconds or something. So yeah. so you know, if you're like this is important, then but it will feel like shit. So but anyway, come on out to the show. Stay at home for the show.
0: Gareth, yes, nineteen twenty nine. Year, oh, just the year. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. After a decade of rapid economic expansion in which America's wealth doubled, production started to decline and unemployment rose.
1: <laughs> well, here we go. I mean, normally, normally this is where you tell me about a child who was born and how their siblings passed away. But we're just getting right into the economic brevity of the situation.
0: Stocks were soon priced much higher than their value. Wages were low. Americans' debt was piling up. Farmers were hit hard due to drought and dropping food prices. Banks had tons of loans that could not be liquidated. Still, stock prices went up, but people weren't buying anything. So goods started piling up. And then on October 24th, 1929, investors started selling their shares. And then, and then all investors started selling their shares. Well, 2.9 million shares were traded. It became known as Black Thursday. Mm-hmm. Five days later, well, that was Black Tuesday. Uh-huh. Sixteen million shares were traded. Millions of shares of stock were completely worthless. Was the weekend black, or did they? Was the weekend
1: just sort of whatever?
0: Weekend was like a a, a beige, Gray. kind of a, beige-y a beige situation.
1: Okay, okay. sure. Uh,
0: and then and then the, then Tuesday went back to black. But yeah,
1: okay, okay.
0: Um, so all this stock is now worthless. Like people who had, you know, their savings, now it's just gone. Um, right. So consumer confidence oddly plummets after that. Hmm. Weird. Uh, spending drops. Factories start slowing production, and then they start firing workers. Wages are cut for those who still have a job. Repossessions and foreclosures spiked severe droughts in the okay. in the plains and agricultural practices led to a dust bowl hitting causing a huge migration crisis.
1: Okay, I think we get it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many more details you have, but it's
0: good. It's dark. It's a bad it's a bad time. It's good. Things are not good. The president was saying the economy is great, it's wonderful, it's never been this good.
1: You've never seen a better economy. Nobody's had a blacker Tuesday than I have. Okay. This is the blackest Tuesday. Some people are saying this is as black as a Tuesday could possibly get. Okay?
0: Oh, that was a yummy drink that I just had. Um, yeah, I could have kept the bit going for a long time. You longer, should have. I wanted
1: everyone to see how unprofessional you are. Wow.
0: So, right. So there's a run on the banks. And then they had to liquidate loans because they didn't have enough cash. And then thousands of bank clothes. There's bread lines, there's soup kitchens everywhere. More and more homeless people Were every day. any
1: of were any of the banks too big to fail, Dave?
0: <laughs> that turns out no, I guess not.
1: Oh, weird. <laughs> okay. Okay, so there's bread lines. More and more
0: homeless every day. Right. Farmers can't right. harvest their crops. They're leaving them rotting in the fields while people are starving. It's just mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> it's a bad situation. Right. Now, Albert Broell said he was born into Polish nobility known as Count Albert Broel Platter. Before he, was, okay. before he was born, his mother was sick, and she had a real hard time eating.
1: Here we go. So here we're getting into the childhood Yeah, I just, I just want to Thank set you. the scene. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you.
0: Uh, so her physician, she's not being able to eat her physician uh, quote. Her, her physician struck meat from her diet. However, Experimentally, she was permitted to eat a little frog meat to test its reaction.
1: So, her doctor Mm -hmm. thought that she shouldn't have anything meat-wise, but a little bit of frog is probably a good idea. That's right. Touch a frog.
0: A touch it because you don't want to have like a chicken situation. You want to. No, no. You just want a tiny... You know what they say about frogs are hopping chickens. Hopping chickens. Also... Chickens of the sea. It's a little tiny... And land. It's a little tiny leg you're eating, right? A little tiny leg. Yep. Just baby bite a frog. Small frog. Tadpole, really. Or she was eating a whole... Like a whole baby little frog.
1: Yep. Or she was just... Yeah, she had two tadpoles. Or she had a little frog meat. Which is a normal thing for a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Most. That's not a. There's no point at that point in being like, is this guy good? You know
0: he's good. He's got frog wrecks. Yeah. Oh, no. When I. The last time I'm what they call a (laughs)
1: frogter. So let me write you a prescription. Uh, Yeah. Thank you. For for two small pieces of frog. Okay. There you go. And then you take that to the uh, pharmacy. I have a and, broken uh, they... leg. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna want to eat a couple pieces of frog over the next two to two to three days. Like it's a it's
0: question. a broken leg. Like it's the bone is just completely broken out. in half. Out. Yeah. It's out. Yep. It's sticking out of my
1: Yep. No, it's out. I I see what you're saying. All right, maybe take do this. Take two little pieces of frog each day. Take them with food, not on an empty stomach. Don't think because you're eating meat that you should, uh, that you can, that that counts as food. I want you to eat the frog with some food, not on an empty stomach. Otherwise, it'll be hopping around in you, and you'll feel very crazy. Okay? Okay. And I see you looking at me. Which one of us is the, the froctor here?
0: You, no, me. you're definitely. So a... I
1: think I know what I'm talking okay. about.
0: Okay, that's fair. I, yeah, yeah. I so just
1: take two little pieces of frog. Not on an empty stomach. Should be feeling right as rain
0: real soon. Okay. A, this morning I went. I went to a sala octor and this is mm-hmm. sort of this. That guy's and, a quack. He told he's me, a but he's a quack. He told me to salamander
1: is not going to no, but that's not going to do anything. That's not going to. I mean, what, what? Let me ask you this: What do you think some eating some salamander is going to do for your present condition?
0: Well, I have a bone
1: sticking out of my leg, so. Exactly. That's why it sounds so absurd to me as well. So you'd eat a bunch of frog, but slowly, incrementally. Okay?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, thank thank you. I don't have to, mm-hmm. pay, I don't have to pay for this, right? How are you sleeping? Well, there's a bone sticking out of my leg, so... I'm
1: going to write you also a prescription for Ambien am- Amphibian. <laughs> it's uh, a frog sleep narcotic right it's based
0: on, it's based in frog science it's ambient amphibian, okay Can I use your toilet <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, but
1: I, uh, something is not agreeing with me <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is, but um, okay, I'm going to go. Do you have a downstairs one or just this one up here There's a pond okay, okay well. Psh. You can make you can cut out the pharmacist if you like, but I'll go out there. Don't look, though. I've, something is just not sitting right. Uh,
0: so, it turns out that she could eat frog's legs. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was the one kind mm-hmm. of meat she could take. And sure. Eating... So, the
1: man we just mocked for three minutes that's right. is accurate.
0: So... Eating frog meat gets her by until she's able to get her strength back and start eating other food, Hopping eating chicken, eating again. beef again. And
1: Oh, she's really going for
0: it. After some time, she's back to health. And then she's just at Fogo de Chow, like,
1: hey, my man, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more. I flipped it over. I'm still hungry.
0: Oh, my God. The, I, I, I went there once years ago and I've never been sicker.
1: Oh, yeah. You go to Fogo de Chow. That's basically for anyone who doesn't know what Fogo de Chow is. That's where you, you, they have, it's just meat, just a meat orgy. Yeah. Where the guys will just walk around with skewers and just slice off whatever kind of meat you want. And you just meat, it's just meat, meat, meat. Yeah, it's really bad. And it does, it does, yeah, it's not good.
0: Um, so she, she gets healthier again, and then that's when she gets pregnant and she has Albert. Um, the family still eats frog all the time now. Now it's like a thing. They Good. they start to actually the frogs. They start to keep them in the yard so they can you know go out and grab one if they want to have dinner. Cool,
1: yeah, befriend it, eat it. I've always found that
0: normal. Yeah, um, uh, they they tried at one point to raise them to sell to other people, but they just couldn't figure out how to how to pull that off. Sure. But for the rest of her life, Albert's mom believed frogs had saved her life, and would always say to him, "Quote, son, if you want to make a success in life, raise frogs."
1: Hey, Mom, could I get some more inspirational words instead of those?
0: Yes. Um, Something different? If you want to be all you can be, Mm -hmm. do it with frogs.
1: I guess what I'm looking for is maybe a departure from the frog advice. Like, what is the key to life? Frogs. Okay, let's say... And I completely understand the message. Mm -hmm. Let's say that... I I understand... What would be the second thing to do? Kind of outside of the...
0: Hippity hippity hop until you don't stop.
1: That feels frog adjacent.
0: Well, yes. It's a frog lifestyle. Um,
1: How can I meet a woman? (laughs) Oh. Because that... uh,
0: Oh, that's very easy. Uh, Frogs, you find a woman... Who is as into frogs as you are?
1: I just, that's kind of why I want the advice to take me in another direction because I,
0: I do sort of feel
1: like I, I don't know if that's the right approach. Well, we're frog people. I think I'd like to meet a non frog. We're, fro- we're frog people. Maybe.
0: That's who we, that's who we, we don't d- date outside of our frog circles. We just don't. We never have. That's not who we are. We're frog people.
1: I mean, all the frog girls I've seen. Larry? I'm not an.
0: Larry, we are frog people.
1: Can you not shout that right now, Larry? I'm trying to like have a re-
0: We are frog people. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You. This is good. You came out of a pond.
1: That's not what I was told.
0: Yes. I mean, you came out of the big vagina at the bottom of a pond, where all of our family members what come from. You-
1: what? There's is a... it attached to a woman? I don't
0: know. Nobody knows. Okay, I do not
1: this I, I shouldn't have dig, I shouldn't have been digging for any more answers. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll eat frogs and try to find a frog person. Thank you, mother. I'll never forget this. Hey, where's that uh Where's that pond giant? <laughs> <laughs> Your dad I feel like maybe we could eliminate the middleman. Your here. father is
0: right now busy with it.
1: Uh-oh. Oh my God! Dead screw in the
0: pond. <laughs> so Albert's father owned six.
1: Today you're a man.
0: <laughs> Albert's father owned six thousand acres of land, and he operated a huge pottery factory near Warsaw. But then, okay. then the Germans invaded, as Germans do, and all was hello.
1: <laughs> it's our time. We've got some plans. <laughs> Nobody's into them. We're back.
0: Uh huh? So they lost everything at that point. Uh, His father died soon after, and Albert fled to Russia. There he joined the Russian cavalry and fought the Germans. He became a lieutenant. but Then he was taken prisoner. He escaped. He made his way to the U.S. Uh, He said his mother died... After that, in the bombardment of Paris, and his sister died on a U-boat on her way to America. Now, this was that, that part's all his personal account. That's all Okay, his personal account. It's all Albert. In 1917, the Lansing State Journal reported he was in Fort Sheridan, Illinois, and threatening that the Germans would pay many times for killing 30,000 of his fellow Poles.
1: So he's just in Illinois shouting about that? Yeah, he's
0: being interviewed for a paper, and I couldn't really figure out why. I just read the article. Okay. But uh, he's, he's basically just sitting there threatening Germany and saying Germany will pay. And they're like, well, this guy's great. Look at him go. They're like, you realize you're in Champaign, Illinois. That's where we get him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he showed a reporter a scar. Here we are.
1: Hello. Look out, Chicago Cubs. You're next.
0: Uh, He showed a reporter a scar down his back and said that was from a sword fight with a German. He was also missing part of a finger on his right hand from fighting in the war. Hmm. Hmm. So uh, the next time he pops up in the papers in 1920, the Southwest Mail newspaper had a headline, quote, War Orphan of Poland is heir to big fortune. Let's just call him the Warfin. The Warfin. Thank you. According to local papers, Albert was getting a 1 million uh, get, getting 1 million dollars from the Polish government wow. within a couple of years. Okay. Now at the time of the story, he was actually just living in a YMCA and working on an invention which was quote a farm tractor which he hopes to perfect Sorry. and carry back <laughs> to the people of Russia and Poland.
1: Okay. He's in he, Okay. He's going to get a million dollars because of what has happened to him.
0: Cuz he's, he's a he's count. a count.
1: Cuz he's a count. While, which is a perfect thing to ha- Yeah, okay. And then so this count meanwhile is staying at the local y? YMCA right. working on some sort of combine harvester. That's great. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that a good area to be prototyping farm equipment?
0: Because
1: when yeah. I've gone to the Y, that, very common. there's not a lot of uh, okay. So it's common to be
0: no. That's sort that's of where John Deere got his start. Working
1: on your. Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Okay. All right. I just wanted to. Dip in and check. No, no,
0: it's totally normal. There's a lot, if you go to the YMCA, especially around this time, there's a lot of counts, there's a lot of barons, uh, there's just a a whole Duke's. It's really a cool place, and most of them are working on inventions. That was where you got help with your inventions.
1: Right, okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. excuse me, Duke. I'm working on a salmon cannon. (laughs) Okay. This is the racquetball court, just so you know. I don't care.
0: (laughs) Shut that door. So, Albert, uh, after this, he studied holistic medicine in Detroit, Michigan. He got a degree in napropathy, which is the manipulation... The art of of napping? Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's how you put people to bed. That's right. For small increments. Daytime. Yep. Siestas. Uh,
0: It's the manipulation of joints, muscles, ligaments uh, to stimulate the natural healing process. So he's a masseuse. <laughs> I don't know why you got to...
1: It's like when someone's like, I'm a, uh envelope entrepreneur. You hand out mail? Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. He opened his own uh, Napropathy practice. He got married, uh, had children. and in- Then like a year into the marriage, she was like, so wait,
1: you're just a masseuse? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> sucker. <laughs>
0: Uh, But eventually, he made enough money to buy an apartment building. Now, Albert was apparently not on the up and up when it came to medicine. Okay. Because the Windsor Star reported in May 1923 that Albert's richly furnished office had been raided. And there, the police found that he had seven diplomas from different medical schools, but no license to practice medicine. So, so uh, these are f- these are uh, defomas,
1: they, <laughs> fake diplomas.
0: They have to be. They have to be fofomas because he's
1: he's he's the Jason Bourne of Doc being a doctor.
0: Yeah, I mean, because if you had an okay. actual medical license, then you would just if you had an act- actual medical diploma, then you would actually just go get a medical license. But
1: right. you wouldn't it's keep getting like...
0: medical diplomas.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Uh, Makes sense. So he was charged and then he, he just left town. Um, at this point, he needed a new way to make a living. And he decided to follow Dave. his mother's advice. Dave,
1: Dave, Dave. Frogs. Frogs. No, no, no,
0: no. Frogs. <laughs>
1: no. What? So after, he's been, after his fake medical life has been blown up, he's just like, yeah, mom was right. It's a frog time. That's right. Okay.
0: Okay. So he moves oh. uh, moves the family near Ohio to Ohio near Toledo. Uh, he buys a hundred acre farm. Okay. Uh, the plan is to start breeding frogs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. This, sure. A uh, company is called American Bullfrog Industries. Okay. Sure. That wasn't taken. Uh no, no.
1: Interesting. Amazing I can't it wasn't. That was. Available. I know. Yeah. Shocking. Sometimes you get lucky. Yeah, no, yeah. You're telling me all nine of my options are available? Yeah, not a lot of people jumping into the uh, bullfrog world.
0: So he begins experimenting with canning frog meat and learning the best way to pack frog meat. Oh, my
1: God. What the fuck did you just say? Slap your own face for that. (laughs) What? So he's just got a farm of fucking frogs, and he's trying to just sell canned frog meat like it's tuna.
0: Yes, he would like to uh, open up America to canned frogs. Which to the world of canned frog meat. Well, how could there not be a market?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a softball.
0: Uh, so,
1: his first... You know there was some French guy who saw that who was like, Honey, look at this! Yeah. Huh? Exclamante! Oh, we finally! Huh? We have arrived! Yes! This is the place I told you we would have a sign someday. Look at that, huh? Beautiful. uh, Chicken of the Hop. (laughs) Oh, that's nice! Oh, that's gonna be good, huh? (laughs) Oh, it's happening again. Honey calls the doctor. (laughs) Put the stick in my mouth. Give me a cigarette. Give me a giton. Giton. A what? A giton, you fool. Give me a giton. I'm having...
0: A giton? It's
1: a cigarette, you fool.
0: (laughs) Huh? Um... So, the first attempt at canning was done in a Chicago factory.
1: How'd the frogs take it?
0: The news messenger wrote Albert, quote, It is the first time that any attempt has been made to can the delicious meat of the frog, either in America or abroad, and it is proving to be a tremendous success. Sure, sure, sure. Things (laughs) are booming here at Frog Industries. Each can contained three hams, which are the upper part of the frog leg.
1: Is that the only part they're using?
0: I don't... Or that's just amongst other
1: pieces, probably.
0: I've never eaten frog, but you only hear... What, are you crazy? uh, You only hear about people eating frog legs, so I think that's the only place... I think the only place where there's meat is probably the arm and the the legs. I just picture them inside being a lot of, like, Jello. I bet there's some rib meat. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's probably a little frog rib meat. And then here's more of a description. Quote, in each can is a, a gelatin-like substance.
1: Juices of the... Oh, Dave. I'm su- oh, I'm sold. Juices of the meat and... Oh, f-
0: yum. And the seasoned water, which the experimental factory has found can be used for splendid salad and Thousand Island dressings.
1: Hey, can of frog, go fuck yourself. How's that?
0: Would you like some uh, delicious can of frog juice on your lettuce?
1: What am I, crazy? Of course. Dump it all over. No need to drizzle. Mm, I love this stuff. I used to like Thousand Island. (laughs) Now I like Thousand
0: Leg. (laughs) Albert opened a frog canning. Uh,
1: that's 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 insane. So basically he made frog sardines, essentially.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, it's like any other canned meat. Like, I frog tuna. I've literally, I don't think I've ever eaten canned meat in my life, but you see it all the time. It's never eaten tuna. Yeah, tuna. I've had tuna, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, I've had that. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, I'm not talking about like, like, there's canned chicken and stuff. Like, it's a piece, it's a cooked piece of meat, you know?
1: Yeah, yep. You're right. I'm hungry.
0: Uh, So, Albert opened a a frog, not successful. So, he opens a frog canning factory closer to his farm in Fremont, Ohio. Sure.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Uh, the canner- Proving again that Americans will literally do anything. That's right. The cannery didn't just pack meat into a can. Soon it was cranking out giant frog gumbo, frog soup, and frog a la king, all in cans.
1: you are making Frumbo? <laughs> Ugh. Frog gumbo. I mean, I... The truth is that like when it comes to like a stew or something like that, you probably, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's not it's like it's not as uh, if it's chewy and flavored. It's good. But mm. still, the fact that this industry is booming. Uh,
0: so he's in business for a couple of years. It's somewhere between two and five years. I couldn't figure it out. But uh, he picks up a lot of frog knowledge, as you would. Sure. Uh, at this point, he was only one of, I think, three frog businesses in the country.
1: Well, Dave, I'm shocked to hear it was that competitive.
0: He, he bred enough frogs that he started supplying some others, providing enough for another large bullfrog farm to be established near Tampa, Florida. Oh my god! But of course. He's not just breeding them; he's also catching them
1: and marrying them. <laughs> oh, he's okay.
0: So uh, these frog operations—it's also people just going out and, and grabbing them where they can.
1: Right. Sure.
0: Now the bullfrog is from Wisconsin, as you know. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, another frog company in Wisconsin, Stein Hilber and Company in Oshkosh, they they actually sent frogs to Japan in nineteen twenty seven and Sports Illustrated said the frogs thrived there. Yes, I said Sports Illustrated.
1: Well there's a lot of questions. Uh the and were frogs, uh, were these just Wisconsin frogs, or this was the first frog that Japan had seen? Bull,
0: first bullfrogs. So Japan... First
1: bullfrogs, okay. So
0: it's the first giant frog. And then they just, right. they take to Japan. Like I,
1: I like how our frogs are like our Americans. Just big, meaty, <laughs> loud frogs. <laughs> just walking around. Frogs who are just like walking around like, what's the Wi-Fi? Where's the Wi-Fi?
0: I don't want to stereotype people from Wisconsin here, but... Uh...
1: Hey, we're oh, oh, you got a problem with our frog? This is genetic asshole. <laughs>
0: just um, in
1: Japan, can we get some sushi? These bullfrogs are bold.
0: Well, so in Japan, they would just throw them in the rice fields. So they would they would eat bugs in the rice fields until they were ready to be much better existence. harvested. And then they, you know,
1: oh, then they would eat them. Okay, sure.
0: Uh, so people in America were eating frogs mostly because they're easy to catch and the depression's on. It's, right. it's an easy food source.
1: Oh, okay. So this does line up with the depression. Okay, right. So people are just looking for cheap protein, essentially.
0: Yeah. I mean, people, had to, people were starving. So frogs yeah, are a right. thing you can eat. So
1: you're saying you and I will probably be eating frogs in the next year? That's right. Likely. That's right. Okay.
0: Now, people also really seem to enjoy the flavor of a frog. Restaurants actually would not put them on the menu because they never had enough. And they hop right off.
1: (laughs) They They hop right off the menu. (laughs) Well,
0: they couldn't. They couldn't keep up with custard demand. Like they'd have on the menu, and then they'd sell out immediately. Um, oh you guys
1: are out of frogs. Well, what kind of dressing do you have? We still have the frog dressing. Oh, thank God.
0: Can I just get a cup of frog juice?
1: Absolutely. I'll take a whiskey and frog juice. All right, my man.
0: uh, the Ashbury Park Press quote: Waiters instead whispered to favored customers that delicious frog legs could be ordered.
1: By the way, they should be waiters, like just wearing waiting boots. You know, I got it. Hi, I'm a waiting waiter. Hey, welcome to waiters.
0: Hey, hi. We're going out of business. Yeah, I can see why. It's really, everything is terrible. It's
1: a bad concept. Yeah, yeah it's no, it's bad really
0: concept. bad. It's wet in here.
1: A lot of people slip. Yeah, people slip and they sue us. Yep. Yeah,
0: it's a dumb idea. Also, I, I just came in here for some chicken and, like, french fries. I don't need it to be wet.
1: Yeah. Now, the whole thing is we don't serve chicken here. So, it's sort of just, and we're out of frog.
0: Okay, can I get a salamander?
1: G- you want a, do you want a salamander? That's what we have.
0: No, I want a salamander. I want a baked salamander with.
1: Well, let me pitch you on the salamander. Okay? I don't want a salad. This mander. is a Saladmander. Can I t- at least tell you what it is, Guy, before you come in here and start objecting to things that you might enjoy? Do you fear change? Can I talk for a second? Good Lord. Do you even want to hear the specials? It's called the salamander. Okay? Now, what we've basically done here is we've taken a traditional Caesar salad, uh, but in lieu of the uh, sardines, we have a salamander. And the name of the dish is a salamander. Yeah, mander. that's
0: obvious from the fucking name.
1: Do you want to hear what the dressing options are?
0: No, I just want a baked salamander. However I get it, I don't fucking care. If it's on a salad, that's fine. I just want some... I came they, in here to get a little amphibian. If, I, if you didn't have any chicken, I was like, well, then I'll get amphibian. I just want an amphibian. Can you give me one?
1: So you, so you want a salamander? Yes. Okay, all right, well, hey, I think we're getting somewhere, okay? We started off a little hot, but now we're getting somewhere. All right, so you're going to have a salamander. Great, thank you. You want anything to drink?
0: (laughs) No. Mm. Oh, boy. Bullfrogs take about three to four years of growing before they're ready to be food. Harvested? Oh, right. What do you say? Harvested? I guess it would be harvested. Well, the
1: whole way you're framing it is just terrible. It's, the, it's like three or four years of growth. It's like the, to the frogs, they're living. They're like, hey, I have a life.
0: Yeah. I mean, frogs are my favorite animal. So so at that point. That can't be true. You know, I love frogs. I always have loved frogs ever since I was a kid. I fucking love them. Really? Yeah. What a weird little insect. They're the in best. There. Uh, I, why? Wait, wait, wait! Why? What do you love? I well, they, when I was growing up, they were all over the place. I would there was a creek near our house, and they would just be jumping around, hopping yeah. around. I just love them. They just fucking hop around, and they and would you grab pugs. some frogs? Yeah, that? yeah, a lot of frog grabbing, bringing, pet him
1: them, home. them, pet them, bring them home. Have you ever, have you ever smoked uh, toad?
0: Uh, no, I've never smoked toad, but thank you for asking.
1: Uh, it's supposed to be pretty gnarly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so. Of, uh, to to be to be ready to to be a food uh, item, a fro- uh, bullfrog <laughs> would have to weigh three quarters of a pound. So okay. over the years, uh-uh. frogs hook up with different frogs, so they don't stay with one mate. So Albert right. quote: "A bullfrog stick to sticks to his bride for one year, and after hibernation, looks after looks around for a new heart stimulator. If there are two males and one female, a fight follows." The bulls try to scratch one another's ears—a fatal wound. So there's a, hmm. there's a lot going on there with the frogs.
1: So they just whenever they wake up, they they wake up single.
0: Yes, that's correct. Right, right.
1: It's like a that's yeah, a that's a fun movie plot. Okay, so okay, so there's no monogamy.
0: Right. Uh, there's no
1: maphrogamy. Uh,
0: so Albert makes Shush. Albert makes money, and he decides uh, he needs a better climate for raising frogs than Ohio. And he does a search, mm-hmm. and he decides Louisiana has the best frog climate in America. Sure. So in 1933, Albert and his family moved there. Louisiana, also a home to a large bullfrog population, the preferred, sure. which is the preferred frog meat uh, for frogs. You want to get a bullfrog. You don't want a leopard frog or a green frog.
1: Sure.
0: Bullfrogs right. are the one.
1: Nice and meaty.
0: It's the brand.
1: Yeah, it's partially the brand, too.
0: According to Albert, who called them giants, they weigh between one and three pounds. <laughs> These things are giants. Uh, they weigh between one and three pounds, with quote hind legs as large as those of a chicken.
1: Wow, what? I those mean, they
0: are—they are like
1: eight. I guess inches. stretched out, yeah. When they're when they're fully stretched out, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, wow. He so he buys twelve acres of land near New Orleans and quickly began building frog ponds and tadpole ponds. Tadpoles have to be kept separate because the bullfrogs would eat them. So basically, sure. the frogs exactly. have sex; they lay like ten thousand eggs, and then they turn into tadpoles. And then, the tadpoles, dad, the, and then you like, supper, and then you have to get the tadpoles out of the frog pond before all the dads or moms eat them.
1: So it's potentially that frogs just have extremely short, like memories. So that they just, they come out and they're like, honey, what the hell is that? It's a miracle. We have a bunch of kids. I know. Can you believe it? Hey, what are those? I don't know. Let's eat it. Okay, great.
0: (laughs) You also have to have, uh, uh, this is all according to Albert. You also have to have, um, you have to feed them fish. But if the fish get too big, they can eat the frogs. And frogs only eat live food, which is extremely problematic.
1: Sure. So all this. Pretty, by the way, pretty pompous.
0: Yeah, seriously. And frog farming, this all makes it extremely (laughs) difficult. Also, frogs are cannibalistic, so you have to separate different sized frogs because the bigger ones eat the littler ones. (laughs) And then there's
1: a lot you have to go through. And
0: then tons of other animals just fucking love to eat frogs snakes, birds, lizards, (laughs) fish. Uh, Even the little hedgehog likes them. They're just a meal, they're a tasty meal.
1: Sure. Everybody likes the legs.
0: And then most frogs would die before they reach food size. Okay. So it's you mean full-grown. Full-grown. Well, food size. Sure. Also, fungus... Well, a big way to... Have, fungus kill uh, thousands of frogs. Like, it would just get into a farm and wipe them all out. Okay. Uh, you have to feed each frog around a pound of food to grow them until they can be harvested for a third a pound of meat.
1: So, overall... It's not, I mean, there's some math issues. <laughs>
0: there are definitely some math issues.
1: So you have to feed, you have to, for every three frogs, you're making up one feeding. <laughs>
0: That's, yes.
1: Okay, it's a good business model.
0: Um, so basically, because everything has to be alive, basically just feeding frogs is like a full-time job if you're trying to have a farm. Just feeding them alone. So you've got to have a big staff to deal with everything.
1: Sure, sure, yeah, you got to have a frog staff. Yep. A fraff. A fraff. thank you.
0: So Albert tries to buy a thousand acres of swamp that would act as a frog reservation. Basically, that's a place where he can, he or his hunters or wherever he has, can go out and get frogs. Besides, just the mm-hmm. ones he's growing in the ponds or whatever.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, so a thousand. His his goal is to have a thousand acres of bullfrogs. That's right. Okay.
0: Uh, so he opened a frog processing plant there in Louisiana, and. He, there's one picture of it, and he's in front of it with his wife and kids. She's taller than him. And they pose between two giant white frog statues. And the white frog statues had eyes that uh, lit up red and blinked at night. Cool. So that's a cool
1: energy to give off. And let me tell you what you don't have to worry about is the factory getting robbed. <laughs> While well, you have zombie frogs. Albino zombie frogs.
0: So he tells Central Press, quote, bullfrogs are so good that everything wants to eat them. Otherwise, the swamps would be overrun with them. So everybody loves He's always selling. Everybody loves frogs. Everything eats them. Sure. He soon soon claims to be raising 300,000 frogs at a time.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: He has a sign in front of his office that reads, we buy frogs. So anybody can just come through and
1: give you any other road frog, a,
0: a bag no alive, a bag of like alive live frogs and get money.
1: Yeah, but still, someone could just okay. <laughs> so this dude who has a thousand acres of frogs. Yeah. He's like I'll also take your frogs.
0: That's right. Yeah, all frogs on deck. And people brought them in. You know, we're talking about the Depression. So people need money. His suppliers are mostly frog hunters, men who waded through the Louisiana swamp and could catch 100 frogs in hours. Oh, my God. Like I said, the Depression's on. So you could make a decent amount of money catching and selling frogs. Okay. Carl Richter is a guy I found out about. He was in Wisconsin. He would catch frogs and sell them to a local fish dealer in uh, Pensacke. uh A... you looking to buy some fish? Uh I'm actually uh, uh looking for a... Shh 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 cops around here. I'm looking for a little bit of the F. Fish, I get you. No, no, no. The other F. Shh shh shh.
1: Huh? No. Uh flounder. I no, gotcha. no, Hold on. No. Shut the fuck up. There's cops looking. I'm looking for some aug. Hold on, I'm gonna do a bump of salmon. <clears throat> <gasps> oh, that shit swims up your nose. I want some fucking fucking frog, man. (laughs) A frog? What do I look like? I'm just a fish dealer, man. I don't deal frog anymore. You see what that stuff does to teenagers? They're crazy for that stuff.
0: Oh, you got frog.
1: I know you got frog. Suppose I can get you a little frog, huh? What are you, a cop? You look like a cop. No, I'm a fucking guy.
0: I'm a guy who likes fucking frogs. That's it. I haven't had a taste in a while. I haven't had a taste in a while, motherfucker. I just want to taste some sweet frog. All right, Jack, let me go.
1: Jeez. (laughs) I can tell you the real deal.
0: You want a gram of leg? Yeah, two grams. You want an eight ball? (laughs) If you got one, I'm buying. All right, here
1: you go. There you go, kid. Holy shit. Good luck.
0: I'm going to Frog Town Don't do
1: it around here. And if anyone asks, you didn't get it from me.
0: You got a fish. We'll find out
1: I'm dealing. F- it- Call me Doctor Fish. <laughs> okay, Doctor Fish. Thank you. Now move along. I don't want people to see. I'm hopping out of here. All right, I'll
0: swim away. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes uh, Richter would sell them to a frog company in Oshkosh. He sold them for around 35 cents a dozen and he could grab 40- Jesus, he could, so, he could grab 40 frogs a day. So it's good money during the depression, sure. Uh, five bucks is about a hundred bucks. So, um, once st- so that's pretty good, once st- uh, one really just studly uh, frog hunter was Bernard Roa who was said to have caught 400 frogs in one day near Peshtigo Harbor because an offshore wind blew the frogs into a big pile.
1: (laughs) What? So he just... I mean, like, Poseidon was on his side. He just stood next to a bounty of frog bods? The motherlode came in!
0: Oh, Lord, I do believe in ye. Thank you, Lord, you've answered my prayers. (laughs) So... So Albert had many froggers out in Louisiana swamps catching frogs. Another reason they were hunted instead of just farmed is because frog farms are actually almost impossible to turn a profit with.
1: I would also think it's hard to contain your frogs.
0: The whole thing, everything I've read. They're frogs. It's a fucking nightmare. But Well, particularly back then, when they don't have any technology or anything, they're just...
1: Yeah, I mean, you're just like, all right, boys, you stay on this property, honor system. Don't eat each other! Yeah, the friend, yeah, and everything's trying to eat them, and they need like live fish fed to them.
0: So for one thing, like I said, it took years for the meat to get ready uh, until they're meat-sized. They're also difficult to feed. Uh, they have a really tough time actually living in captivity. you got to have a lot of water. You have to keep them separated, as we said. Uh, you need tons of wa- uh, workers to keep it going. Um, and then you really don't turn a profit because you have so many workers.
1: Sure, so it's a dream.
0: And the frogs take forever to... all wins. Because the frogs take forever to grow, then you're just waiting forever until you can make... Like a chicken, you grow the chickens, it's pretty quick.
1: Were there any problems? No. Okay.
0: Uh, But Albert tells people his plant is killing it. He just says, there's so much business. Quote, my own frog farm and the supply of wild frogs brought in by hunters could not possibly keep the plant in operation because he needs... He basically needs a bigger supply. He needs such a huge supply to turn a profit because it's so expensive. Yeah. So you have to have a massive amount of frogs coming in and a massive amount of frogs going out.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So he decides to become a frog middleman to get people to raise... What? He wants people to raise bullfrogs around the country. So now he's going to franchise the concept. He's going to franchise... Frog farming. So he wants to he wants to set people up with frog farms and have them sell him the frogs, and then he will turn them into frog meat.
1: Okay, right. So basically, doing away with the most annoying part, which is maintaining a frog farm. That's right. So the way he sells it to other people is, he's like, "You should start a frog farm, so I don't have to. <laughs> You'll love it. It's awesome. They're really easy to contain, and they, they'll eat anything." <laughs> You go for it. You don't need to worry about anything. The fish can be dead.
0: So he published a book called Frog Raising for Pleasure and Profit.
1: What, what, did he have an editor?
0: He had a different... Uh, the book was later titled something different. It was later titled, When All Else Fails, It's Time to Try Frog Raising.
1: A little more straightforward. I like that title better. Well, that
0: goes more at the The people that are having a hard time during the Depression, right?
1: Yeah, that hits at the heart of the problem, yeah.
0: Immediately upon opening the book, you'd see a photo of a female newfound giant, which is a bullfrog. The frog's nose and tail are off the edges of the book. Under it, it says actual size. So it's like an eight, I think it was an eight-inch book.
1: Right, so right away they get to the the sexy picture yeah you're, you're like okay you're a guy living out in
0: idaho you open that up you're like man these yeah. frogs are big
1: oh man uh i bet it's tough to see those frogs when there's no one around well when there's no one around mm, <laughs> there's no one around all right no, okay i'm a little my lady right
0: now i'm here so
1: Uh, uh hey hey dunk i didn't know you're there yeah you seen this book you seen this book on fucking frogs?
0: No, it's not about fucking frogs, man. That's, that's just a book about...
1: Sure it is. Look at this one. Look at this one.
0: That ain't a centerfold. That's not... just a picture of a frog Hell you can yeah eat.
1: yeah, it is. Hell yeah, I could eat that. Hell yeah, I'd eat that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right, man. Have myself a little... Become a dadpole.
0: What the hell's the matter with you?
1: I want to be a dad pole. Yeah, no, I heard you. Papa papa to a bunch of little baby frogs. That's
0: why I asked you what the hell's wrong with you.
1: This is a book on how to bang a frog, you
0: jackass. No, it isn't. It's a book about how to raise frogs, not fuck them. This ain't a fucking frog book. Well, why the hell are you going to raise them if you ain't going to court them? Well, Jesus, you eat them, man. You eat them. What the fuck's wrong with you? You goddamn eat frogs. You don't fuck frogs. You don't have a soup frog if you try to fuck it. That mother it just explodes unless you got a lot of duct tape. That thing'll just blow up. Mm. I'm glad we did this, partner. You're lucky I'm your older brother. I'm here to teach you.
1: Yeah. And you're lucky that I'm willing to listen to you on what to bang and not to bang. All right. Go ahead and just zip it. Let's just let's just keep
0: watching T V or whatever we have at this time period. Right.
1: You mean in a book?
0: Let's On keep watching to bang a yeah, frog. Let's keep watching. Stop it. Then. I'll keep
1: reading for this fuck frog book. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and leave you alone. Where does it show the genitalia?
0: <laughs> so his goal is to convince people to raise and sell frogs. He's basically trying to cut sure. out the part of his business that costs him money, which is labor. Right. So he's basically right. the Uber of frogs. He's <laughs> He's fruber, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> The book said that frog farms had been started in every state. Quote, it is expected that the development of the industry will be rapid. The first chapter started really, really basic. It was called Getting Acquainted with Frogs. Quote, a frog is not a fish. Whoa, this book's a page turner.
1: What else is in it?
0: He explained frogs breed through their nostrils. He described what kind of situation a frog farm needed. I
1: thought you said breed through their nostrils. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot more
0: sense. Quote, there is no special soil required for frog ponds. You can dig a pond and it holds water. That is the main essential. Dynamite is useful in excavating large ponds.
1: Great. Okay. So you are just going to blow up your property into pond that's Aries. Yes.
0: For frogs. That's right. Great. Uh other sections of the book? Toads do not cause warts. How many frogs can you raise in a backyard? How bullfrogs act in an improper pond? Which is funny because You know what just, that's like? He... That's like
1: It's like when you like are on a website and you click like help and you see the frequently asked questions yes. that don't help you. That's like right. that's what those would be. Yeah.
0: But he just, said, he just said, just blow up a hole in the ground, and then you have your pond, and now he's like, well, there are improper ponds.
1: Right, right. <laughs> now that I've got you to Chapter 9, let's be honest. The dynamite pond thing, is not it's not marketable.
0: <laughs> so he said, uh, without a proper pond, a frog would stop eating and then slowly lose strength. If that happened, you'd have to take the frog out and force-feed the frog and put it back oh, where it would hop around and be happy again.
1: Uh I'm sure it's real happy.
0: He had another section called Home-Like Surroundings Will Not Cure an Injured Frog.
1: Okay. That's very specific to a problem he's coming into contact with. He's like, Now, don't try to turn your living room into a frog haven. Frogs will see right through it. And then you just got a bunch of algae on your pillows.
0: Yeah, he's clearly... Clearly people have... At some point, taking an injured frog inside their house, thinking that would help, and it actually, it turns out frogs are not home animals.
1: Hey, Roger, dress like a frog. It'll make him feel like he's at home. You got it.
0: But uh, this was a book intent on selling people on making frog farms, and Albert explained that frogs were not just for food, but also research, jumping contests, and even for display. Display? Ornamental frogs.
1: Mounted frogs?
0: Quote, can you imagine how many more people would stop to look at a window full of giant bullfrogs?
1: But not because, but yeah, because they'd be like, why did
0: they do this? So you have a, say you have a pizza place and not a lot of people are coming by. And then you just put a bunch of bullfrogs in your window. And now customers.
1: Hey, come on in. You like a what you see? Uh, Come on in. That has no relation to what we're doing inside, okay? (laughs) Who wants a frog? That's not what we sell. (laughs) Please.
0: uh. Please. We got a spicy meatball. Oh, no. Uh, The frog eat the spicy meatball.
1: uh, This frog, I tell you, they take uh, so much maintenance to a display in the window. It's almost impractical. (laughs) It's just they eat only specific things they like. And then you turn your pizza place into a place with a bunch of big rocks and... uh, Moss on the rocks and water, only for someone to tell you in chapter eleven of the book that uh, it doesn't matter what do you do when' trying to make a frog a surround around, and it's so useless the, the frog they don't care. I tell you, I one or two times I looked inside of the eyes of a frog, and they are not they don't have soul. they are a soulless being. The frog is frog is merely a mechanical money sucker. <laughs> He's here to bring you a bad luck and a curse of your establishment. <laughs> and you think, hey, I put six frogs in my window. That is going to help. Well, next thing you know, Deborah left. <laughs> she's uh, gone. And she's not coming back because she's with some guy who also agrees. All the frogs in your display window is uh, kind of weird. <laughs> uh, and then uh, here you are on a mound of receipts and a home full of bills. And you got nothing to show for, it except for five bullfrogs that are completely unrelated to your business.
0: Yes, <laughs> sir. Uh, I just wanted a slice with olives.
1: Uh-huh. Well, let me tell you what we're out of. We're out of olives, and we're out of cheese, okay? But what I can do is give you a dough ball and beg you to 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 pay. I have nothing. I have nothing. The frogs, they take everything from me, Okay. You see my boy Giuseppe in the back there, huh? He's dying. We're dying in here. Okay, we put everything in the, the fro- direction of the frog, <laughs> and we lost it all. Okay, I said, I said, amphibious frog, or you be on my north star, and then the sky went black, and I've been aimless. So here's what I'll do: I'll give you this ball of dough, and I play with your balls. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Okay, thank you so much, sir. And there's a little tip a jar right here, if you're so inclined, if the business is good for you. Okay. All right,
0: I got to get a plug. I don't have my computer plugged in. Okay. <laughs> he, he, uh, he did not discourage making them pets, or as he called it, quote, companionship hmm. hmm.
1: hmm. Absolutely.
0: Quote, a number of our customers have been surprised at how tame giant frogs become sometimes. <laughs> so he's just literally like anything you need a frog for it works. All, everything. All frog uses are on the yeah. table. Every frog use.
1: Could it bring a ring in for my wedding? Absolutely. Yes. It can, ma'am. If you just tape a little something to its head, it'll be a ring bearer. <laughs>
0: So he gave shipping advice for when people started selling frogs. He told them to put a crawfish or tadpole in every frog's mouth so it would have extra strength during the journey.
1: Uh, what? <laughs> that does certainly,
0: what? Yeah, you pop. That's not how it works. You pop, a, you pop a, a crawfish in a frog's mouth when you put it in the box. There you go,
1: buddy, for your journey. That's right. That crawfish will just, like, eat through the frog.
0: Uh, He told people they would have many tadpoles and tubs and that he had so many frogs, he would give them to children or release them into a lake that was close just because there were so many.
1: There's so many. It's too many. I've got too many. I've got a real frog issue. There's so many. Anyway, I don't want to do this part anymore for some reason, unbeknownst to us.
0: (laughs) Uh, The book also included frog recipes, Country style right. bullfrog pot pie, baked mm. apples stuffed with frog meat, Mm-mm. bullfrog salad. Oh, that's good. Bullfrog chop suey mm-hmm. and mm. bullfrog Mm-mm. fondue.
1: Oh, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to be just dipping frog pieces
0: into a bubbling cheese bowl? Albert placed ads in papers and magazines all over the country. So the ad had big, bold letters on top, raised giant frogs. And then the ad proclaimed, people could sell them for up to five bucks a dozen, and it was a new industry that people should jump on. Quote, millions used yearly.
1: Jump on it. Yeah, get it?
0: (laughs) I do. More recipes. Giant frog gumbo, American giant bullfrog pie.
1: Why do I feel like this guy should be on a bus with Forrest Gump right now? (laughs) Got frog pie, got frog apples, got frog gumbo, got frog soup, chicken frog pie, frog pizza, got froggetty, that's spaghetti with frog. Giant frogzonia. Giant bullfrog omelette. Giant bullfrog omelette. That's a good one. I love mixing with
0: eggs. Giant bullfrog pineapple salad.
1: Oh, God damn it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Stop. I don't need any more dishes. Uh, Frog pineapple salad.
0: So he's also telling people that his company, he's not just telling people to start setting up frog farms. He's saying he will be the buyer of frogs. So he's...
1: Right, he's, he's, saying, but he's saying, raise the frogs, sell them to me.
0: Yeah, so people think that it's right. an automatic moneymaker. Qu- right. Quote, as the originators of the canned frog legs, we are developing one of the world's largest frog markets. In addition to other markets, frog raisers can also ship to us. The ad said the book was free. Future frog farmers just had to write and request one. Okay. Um, he said frog farming was, quote, perhaps America's most needed yet least developed industry. He was Mm -hmm. partly... Part of that's true. (laughs) He was partly doing this because the wild frog population was dwindling in places like Louisiana where Albert had set up his plant, which caused Mm -hmm. more people to become frog hunters to go out and get frogs and to sell them. Wait,
1: walk me through that again, please.
0: (laughs) So he has set up his frog plant in Louisiana, but really, he's unable to farm frogs because it's just too difficult. So what's happening is his frog pant in Louisiana is just causing so, the local frog other, population to massively diminish.
1: Right. So he has now taken what? So now, right. So essentially now off of his land and his business, other people can get rich.
0: Yeah. So all these people are making money selling him frogs. That, his frogs. Or, or not even his frogs, just frogs they find right. in Louisiana. Right. And it's dwindling the supply, but he needs a constant supply because he has a frog plant. Right.
1: right. Uh, by the way, that's called the lily pad. <laughs> uh,
0: he said that the current frog demand was greater than the frog supply.
1: So he is, he is, he's, the, he's Frog Enron?
0: Yeah, he's Frog Enron. Wow! So he tells people, uh, with just six pairs to start, you could it would explode into ten thousand tadpoles, which would turn into hundreds of frogs, which would turn into piles of money. It was the way out of the depression, and so people people jump on it. They get uh, a free book, and then they pay for a con- correspondence course about kay. frog learning. The New Yorker sure. the New Yorker would call it quote the frog farm craze of the 30s.
1: <laughs> hmm. Oh shit.
0: The course was called By
1: f- the way, we we will return to some version of this oh. without question. Once climate change starts hitting, it'll whatever it's going to be, it's like there's already like a, a fairly large like cricket and grasshopper industry yeah. like we'll we'll get there.
0: Yeah. Uh, the course was called Frogs, How to Breed Them, and it cost forty seven fifty in cash or five dollars down and five dollars a month up to fifty-seven fifty, which is actually a lot of money. Now we're talking about a hundred bucks a month. That's how much okay, five dollars. Well,
1: yeah. Right, to be in the frog club.
0: So they would buy the setup. Some use barrels, some use ponds, depending on what their property would allow. Newspapers all over the country were receiving letters, tons of letters from people who were wanting to know how to get into frog raising. So people were just writing newspapers and asking them to tell them how to get into raising frogs.
1: Dear Wall Street (laughs) Journal, how can I get frogs? From Ted.
0: (laughs) The papers began writing about frogs in turn because there was such an interest in frogs, and they would do stories on people who were getting into the new frog business, which included some society women in Tennessee a Japanese mm-hmm. immigrant who fled L.A., just people all, uh, all over the place. Right. So Florida also had uh, a frog farming operation like Albert's. It was called Southern Industries Incorporated. It sold shares to investors to get in on the frog rush. Okay, frog rush. But Albert is king of the frog business. So the sure. Central Press called him the largest producer of frog legs in the U.S. The paper also noted that he was a really genius promoter. But the reality of raising frogs is obviously different. So people bought them and set up their farms and learned how easy it was to not succeed at frog farming. Right. Some papers started to become skeptical of what was being called the growing frog business. Right. The LA Times called it somewhat ephemeral. Uh, a newspaper in the Midwest said it was similar to rabbit farming, which had become also a get-rich-quick scheme that was pushing the idea of smaller animals for food and also failed. Right, right. Didn't you, people, you learn your lesson from the rabbit situation? <laughs> Haven't you had a, just because it doesn't have fur, it's
1: still a hopping nightmare.
0: <laughs> but still, many people go for it because people are desperate for to make money, yeah. right? right. Then in nineteen thirty three, the USDA released a warning about frog farming. Quote, the Bureau has received Uh-oh. thousands of inquiries concerning frog raising, but to the present time it has heard of only about three persons or institutions claiming any degree of success.
1: Yeah. I mean it, it it's one it's I mean it's I mean it's sort of pyramid schemish, right? Yeah. I mean it's just basically like it's like yeah, it's like herbalife, but frogs. Yeah. Where you're basically just like those are always the best. I always remember those like infomercials when I was a kid, too, like seeing those infomercials where it's like, I made $125,000 last month. And then you actually, you break down the system, it's like, well, the way you make money is by me ordering the thing you're advertising. Wait, That's right. what the fuck kind of business is this, you know?
0: <laughs> um, another government pamphlet warned about how hard it is to take care of frogs. Quote, Production of live feed <laughs> becomes a full-time activity in any frog farming operation. So now we're at a point where, you the, imagine... where the government is having yeah. to go out and tell people, do not get involved in frog farming. This is a fucking and, disaster.
1: And there's just multiple households now that just have angry, aggravated, missing frogs. <laughs> That's... Just, they're living in frog nightmares.
0: Yeah. A frog mare. Thank you. So frog hunting became so big that the number of wild frogs obviously like I said it was dropping quite a bit. The state of Louisiana now had to step in and pass a law to restrict frog hunting during frog season. Which is a appa- which is, that, <laughs> which is a- But that's
1: frog season. It's like you can't shop for Christmas. What are you talking about?
0: Frog season is apparently April uh, through May. You don't need to tell me when frog <laughs> season is. I forgot you're from Wisconsin. I apologize. Yeah, good lord. Albert suddenly no longer had a frog pipeline into his plant from the outside and he was forced to shut down.
1: Well, uh, then, you know, the saddest part was he turned off the lights in the factory and it was like, <laughs> and then he just sees four blinking frog eyes. <laughs> and he just shuts that switch off too.
0: But he keeps selling them as breeders to people all over the country.
1: So he's, he's going against the will of society, and he's continuing to pyramid scheme as frogs.
0: Yeah. His daughter, quote, We knew if there were brown bags in the fridge, there were frogs in there. I couldn't take a bath. There were frogs in the bathtub, and he would be feeding them live goldfish.
1: Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's your dad? <laughs> Can I take a bath? No, not now. Dad's feeding the frogs the live goldfish in the tub. Oh, okay. It's just been a couple days. Yeah, well, you know how hard it is to feed them. Well, but he doesn't say that. Don't worry about what he says. What he says and what he does are different things. Now, leave him alone up there. It's really hard to feed all these frogs live goldfish at the same time. Look, your father didn't want to be up there raising a bunch of tadpoles into frogs by giving them live goldfish and... Ending up under a mountain of debt caused by the hopping business.
0: That's <laughs> how it shook out. So, in the mid uh, 1930s, I think 36. Yeah. So uh, they start sniffing around. The Fed starts sniffing around. Um, mm-hmm. Albert is in. Is working with another guy, and um, they've apparently been doing this since Ohio, which is sending out. Frogs to people and saying they can make sure. a lot of money. They had cashed fifteen thousand dollars in checks for from excited future f- frog farmers, which uh, I, that's like right. three hundred thousand dollars today. Right. Okay. Uh, he 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 gets arrested. Wow.
1: Okay. I mean that's indicted di- for mail. Got to be a mail fraud. From for, for mail fraud. Yeah. Ma- fraud. Fraud. <laughs> yeah, frog. Sorry. For male, male frog. frog. It's fraud. Frog. Fraud. There it is. Jesus. He got indicted for f- male frog.
0: F- frog. Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Albert's claims are ridiculous. In one ad, he said he could make 300, and he said someone could make $360 billion growing frogs. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: Okay, this is, I mean, you know things are bad when Donald Trump is like, pump
0: the brakes, nobody will buy it. (laughs) First Albert denied making the statement, and then he said it wasn't supposed to be factual. Quote, it was simply Mm -hmm. published as I publish all other things of interest to people engage in the frog business. I think you will agree with me that such a statement is so ridiculous upon its face that it could not seriously influence the judgment of anyone deliberating as to whether or not he should engage in frog raising.
1: Yes, obviously. People during the Great Depression are going to take your words as hyperbole, without question.
0: <laughs> but people did believe it. Uh, he wasn't uh, the only one. Southern Industries was now being sued by investors after they were promised big returns, but after a year, still had not seen a dime. Mm-hmm. They want to know, quote, why they had received no dividends on their investment in pairs of frogs. <laughs>
1: We demand to know why we're not... This is bullshit.
0: I Did I, sir, not supply you with 20 pairs of frogs? Where is my billion dollars?
1: This is bullfrog
0: shit. So, June 17th, 1936, the Orlando Sentinel reported, quote, Two men were arrested on mail fraud charges yesterday, accused of grossly overestimating the... Fasundity of frogs? Sure. Fasuded, fasundity? Mm. Uh, mm. Albert had a, a younger accomplice the whole time. They were both arrested. Frog be- boy. Frog boy.
1: His <laughs> tadpole.
0: <laughs> they were both arrested because uh, they claimed from just one pair of frogs, a person could make $360 billion in 13 years.
1: But have we? can we prove that to be false?
0: I think we can. Okay. I think that's really easy to actually prove. Okay. Like really, okay, easy, right. like, really easy. Like, really easy to prove. All right. Look, well, just I'm do just the aware. math. Just, just do the math of how many frogs, if you're going to sell 12 fro- frogs for uh, 35 cents, how uh-huh. many frogs does it take for $360 billion?
1: Again, I'm just an attorney, I'm not an accountant. Uh, I would say roughly 65 frogs. <laughs> Uh, close.
0: Oh, my calculator won't go up that high. <laughs> I was actually going to do Holy the math. shit.
1: For, uh, that's amazing. That For what he's promising, an iPhone calculator in the future is like, I can't crunch the numbers. I can't, Albert, I'm unable uh.
0: So Albert said his, uh, he was being set up by jealous f- frog farmer competitors.
1: This is Big Pod coming <laughs> after me again.
0: Uh, and the claim was supposed to be funny. Quote, all we did was send out ads quoting a story by some reporter who speculated on the prolific- prolificness of frogs. Okay. The pamphlets also claimed you could make $100,000 in six months and retire with just two frogs as a start. So he's telling people... Yeah, he's, at six... I mean,
1: it, it, it's, at its incredibly hard time, yeah. he
0: is saying, you've got
1: a golden ticket.
0: Yeah. Um, so what actually happened was Albert and his accomplice made about, uh, like I said, 15000 in four months. I couldn't find any... So for them, but, but even them, even they aren't making what they promised. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find any information about what happened to Albert after he was arraigned, but he was definitely out of the frog business at that point. Okay. He did have enough money to buy a very large Victorian mansion in New Orleans that his daughter still owns today and rents out for wow. weddings and events. Part of wow. the second floor has an exhibit dedicated to frog farming. It has some cans of frog legs that were made in Albert's Uh, plant and other, quote, frog-themed items. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Years later, in the 70s and 80s, the the back-to-the-land movement started another movement of people who wanted to be frog farmers. Uh, Missouri's Slaba Frog Farms, uh, Leonard, who owns that, said, quote, supermarket chains and wholesale outlets buy them in enormous quantities. Big restaurants want them shipped out on ice, People come by here and pick them up. The bucket's full Why this market is growing continuously all the time. So it went back to the same sort of... But everything I read, it's still the same. So people do love eating frogs. By 2010, the worldwide frog market was making $40 million. Um, it took off in Europe, Brazil, Southeast Asia. Farming did. Some of the techniques have improved. They have mechanical items that swish dead bugs around so they can eat them. To make them look alive. (laughs) I
1: love love how frogs, how, like, frog standards of bugs, so high.
0: Yeah, huge. Uh, But most frog meat still comes from the wild. Frog populations are dropping at alarming rates. In 1980, France had to ban commercial harvesting. Then wild frog hunting moved to India and Bangladesh, which caused a plummet in frog populations, and then they put in new regulations. Indonesia then became the supplier for the world. And, of course, populations there went into free fall. About a billion frogs are removed from the wild each year. Mm. It's not just for eating. There's also research and, you know, there are pregnancy tests. I don't know if they still do that, but pregnancy tests for a while. Um, Sure. This all causes bug populations to increase, which leads to disease and infection spreading more. Mm. Biologist Ian Warkinton quote, If you look at frogs as a commodity... Their dollar value is pretty small, but if you look at the ecological role they are playing to financially replace all those creatures that are eating insects, it has value that's way beyond the commercial potential
1: yeah, so they're like spiders of the pond
0: yeah i mean um, again if you if you put a dollar value on everything on earth, it's not going to work out no,
1: no, but dave but but I mean. Counterpoint, look at us. <laughs> um, wow, that's crazy. It's so, again, this is one of those ones where it's so crazy because it's so plausible now. Like, the ability to coerce people into believing get-rich-quick schemes because of how little... People are taken care of
0: if there's you know? no if there 's no social safety net you 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 get things like people decimating frog populations, yeah because they 're desperate,
1: yeah, and yes, because we will but but the truth is that that is like i mean that sort of harvesting takes place all over like yes. when you look at like the to, like the amount of like what we have for as far as tuna goes or salmon goes, the problem is that not only is it over harvested but People used to when they would catch a tuna, they would it, if it was like a middle medium sized tuna, like they'd say throw it back, it'll get bigger. That so, that practice is completely gone. Yeah. Now whatever it is, you take it right now because you got to keep the bottom line going and growing, and and that is really how and how you actually uh, stabilize those situations is you just have you just basically have to allow areas to regrow. Yeah. To regenerate, like the the species in there, and then you can go back, and then you can start to, in a controlled way, you know, it, it, yeah. I mean, that that's what's so frustrating about the the world we live in.
0: I thought I thought this would be a happy one, and then I, I got to the end, and I was like, oh, well.
1: It's funny. It's just, it's so appropriate of the time again because it's like we are, you know. When when we talk about controlling species, and you know, we have all this science as to how we can control and what. Like, there's one species that we never talk about trying to get under control.
0: And don't you say it's it. It's because it's us. Don't I thought you were going to say horses? <laughs> it's horses. <laughs> They're out of hand.
1: <laughs> no, but. Um, But yeah, I mean, like we're we're on the brink. I mean, we're in a depression, Hmm? but we're on the brink of maybe uh, an even greater depression because you know we're about to go through a time when, again, the government. I mean, who knows what's going on? But I mean, looking back now, and even in that moment, the idea that the government did not pass any stimulus for this time period um, Mm. is unconscionable.
0: Mm, Not good. So, uh, sources, uh, an article in Atlas Obscura, The Giant Frog Farms of the 1930s were a giant failure by Sarah Luskow. Uh, the Frogs of Spring are springing for their lives. Sports Illustrated, Barbara Haleman. And uh, Eli Waldron, A Carnival of Frogs in The New Yorker. Um, and then and Dave, other while we're going other new, publications. Tons, of newspapers, tons oh. of newspapers.
1: While we're going through publications, I just want to let everyone know I just got a text. I'm uh, mentioned in the current issue of Milwaukee Magazine. hey okay. so, This frog has arrived. Um, join us, November 19th, live show. Okay. I'm ending it.
0: Oh, you that's you
1: ending it. This episode, yeah. This episode is now
0: frog out. done.
1: Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th. Uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them.